my mentality when I when I do start to be like, damn, this is a lot, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, this that's what it's supposed to feel like. If if you are going toward what the vision look like, and that's like greatness. That's you know, on multiple levels. Mm -hmm. That's the vision that I'm working toward. So I'm like, I just think about that, like this shit ain't supposed to feel, you know, comfortable. It's supposed to be uncomfortable, it's supposed to stretch you, it's supposed to be a burden to a degree. And you gotta, you know, wrap your mind around that and accept it and embrace it. And you catch the wisdom off of that. You know what I mean? And we're live. Jenna. Hello, hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. You just coming from school? Yes, long day, all the way from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., so. And where do you go? UCLA. I'm a third year at UCLA. I have one more quarter there. Then after that, I'm a sociology major. I used to be a biology major, but I'm still deciding whether I want to go to nursing school after I graduate, med school, author. I'm going to do that anyway, but okay. yeah, it's still, wherever the journey leads me. I'm ready to go. That's what's up. And for those who don't know, Jenna's my cousin. Um, Favorite cousin? Well, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I guess if I had to choose a favorite, Jenna would be my favorite. Um, so I'm glad you came in here today. We were actually supposed to have someone else here. They canceled on me. They Other things came up, but I got you here. Mm -hmm. um, and I had you on my list to talk to you anyway. Yep. So it, it works out. You're yep. just here a little earlier than we expected. Mm -hmm. It's all good. Nobody's tripping. And you got that vibe. Um, I was talking to you about being a co-host on here. Mm -hmm. But before we do that, we have to initiate you. Yeah. I've never done a podcast or a video. I've been on camera for a long period of time. So I'm like stepping out of my comfort zone to yeah. elevate. Yeah, well, that's the point of it all, is to get mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone. And that's where you find the best things and people. Right. I agree. So, um... Let's start off with your Instagram page for understanding. Instagram page. What's so that I about? just recently started in November, I believe. Okay. My, Can you tell people what it is? Yes. It's a page for, I say, spiritual wellness, holistic healing, poetry, and prose. I was at first I just said it was poetry, but then I started looking. I was like, it's not really structured. Like it's it's just thoughts, really. So it's okay. prose. It's like an unstructured. This is what I think, so this is what I'm going to post. I would never do that on my real page. That's why. Why not? Because I, I always, like, felt like, oh, people don't want to see this. Like, people, I'm not going to get any likes on this. I don't want to post it here. Then I post it on my, then when I, like, go to the list of accounts and go to the other page, I'm like, oh, I'm posting what I want to on here. Like, yeah. That's, and that just, like, it felt like an outlet for me. And as soon as I started posting on there, like, I just felt happier. Like, I just, I don't know. But I think that's the thing, like, social media, like, puts this like idea in our heads that we like have to do stuff for like others to see and validate like what we're doing and like likes and all that other stuff but the other page like I'm just so much more comfortable in myself and I just appreciate it a lot. That's cool but you felt like you had to have a whole new page to do that? Mm -hmm. Originally one of my best friends Demaya I was asking I was like should I take my um instagram page i have right now and like just change the name yeah. and like just like make that for understanding like get rid of my regular account and then she was like no i, I think you could start a whole new page build a following on there because my fear was like i wasn't gonna get, get any followers on my other page mm -hmm. and then she was like you can start from there da, da, da. like keep them separate and i really want to build something like from the ground up 
and yeah. not really like start somewhere and then have people like scrolling down at time I'm like who is this like and then, yeah. <laughs> and then unfollow it and I think that would have right. did damage to like yeah. my self esteem like why they unfollow <laughs> <laughs> well yeah cause a lot of people won't like it's weird people will follow random celebrities but mm-hmm. random pages creep people out yeah they and... gotta be ready for like the content on the page and a lot of people right. aren't ready that's why I like to give people the option like I posted on my story a million times and I'll be like, even if you passed it a million times, you could like follow it when you're ready. Yeah. Follow it. Like I'm never. Go ahead, keep talking. Yeah, I'm never gonna like, like I'm. It's gonna help you in some way, shape, or form. So, I really, yeah, that page kind of changed my life. That's cool. Yep. What made you want to do that though? Like, before, instead of outside of just wanting to be positive, like where does that come from? Mm-hmm. You having the because not. A lot of people, I would say, want to be positive. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people watch a lot of motivational videos. I'm one of the, those people. But a lot of people won't take it that extra step and actually just put themselves out there. Because you're actually making yourself pretty vulnerable. Right. Especially on Instagram. You can post something super positive. Somebody will be like, yo, kill yourself in the comments. Exactly. Like, exactly. People are yeah. out here. So <laughs> what's, what, what made you, or what in you made you decide to take it that route? Right. So, in 2016, I was, like, going through a lot of stuff, like, just starting college, like, went from a straight-A student to, like, getting my first F my first year of college, Mm -hmm. and then, like, going through some other stuff, like, in regards to, like, some friendships and relationships I was dealing with, so I I just started writing. My aunt actually gave me my journal for my graduation party from high school. So, one day, like, I failed a final, I was like... Crying, of course, because uh-huh. that's what I did. Crying. And then, so, like, I got the journal, like, started listening to music. It was actually Drake's album. I, which was, one? Which the one? Which one is it? I just know it was Do Not Disturb on it. Which album was that? It's the one before the last one. Do I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. The, it's the whole vibe, like. Yeah. yeah. So I started writing in my journal on that. On, in, on that occasion, and then, like, it just kept flowing, kept flowing, and then now everything I went through from that point, I was like, okay, let me write about it. Let me put a date on it, too. Okay. I didn't start putting a date on it to, like, a uh, few, like, journals in. I was like, I want to document, like, how I feel now, and then, like, when time passes, I want to read it over, blah, blah, blah. So as I just kept writing, kept writing, and then, like, I don't know, something in me, was like I started putting in my notes at, at one point. Like I started putting the notes on my phone. I went from yeah. the journal to the notes on my phone. Then I started like making like little quotes. Like my name wasn't on it, but like the little uh, like little motivational stuff. And I posted on my Instagram story, and people were like comment like one hundred. Like I agree, blah, blah blah. I'm like, well, that's me saying that. So oh, like, so you it's, you you almost made like anonymous. Yeah, like but like, it was just little bars. Uh huh. You know, you, how you like post other people's stuff, like yeah. when you agree with it. But I posted my stuff, but I put my name on it, and like people agree with it. And I was like, okay, like I that's think I'm dope. going through similar stuff that other people are going through. So then one day it was I think it was Mental Health Awareness Day last year, and it's Mental Health Awareness awareness month right now but last year and I made a post like sometime like how like some people don't know what they're going through but it was like a a whole thing like you don't know what you're going through but you know it's something and like you're not alone like basically saying I'm going through it too all this other stuff I posted that on my actual Instagram page and like a lot of people related to that so that was actually my first post on my for understanding page like okay if you look at the first post and it says like Thank you for understanding is the first post. And the comment is, like, that exact 
thing like it's okay to be sad like um sometimes you don't know what you're going through but it's okay basically saying it's okay and all the other stuff so from that point I actually was posting stuff on the page two weeks before I even um like broadcasted it like I wanted to get like content on it before I told people to go follow it because right. they just look at it and be like no post yet or something right and they'll yeah, be people like, don't like that I either. know exactly I was I like get, yeah. okay let me make it pretty let me put like some aesthetic on, on the page because I get followed by people who for some reason have like thousands of followers they aren't following anybody but then they also have zero posts <laughs> yeah that's and what so, I'm saying I was like okay it has to be something they have to know what they're getting before I even yeah. broadcast and it and you, you don't want to be confused for like one of those spam pages it, exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah, so I had to get it, like, real dense first. I had, like, rows, uh, and it was, like, all oh, it was pretty. And then at that point, then I finally decided to broadcast it. So I posted it to my actual story. Then everybody, like, I got just so much good, like, positive feedback. Like, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of you for stepping out of your comfort zone. Then I was, like, that was, like, a boost right there. Yeah. I was, like, okay, I'm about to really go in on this page now. Because y'all like that, I'm about to go through my whole journal mm-hmm. just type it up and give y'all little snippets of it. So then I started doing that, building that following. I noticed when I wasn't following anybody back, though, like, I wasn't getting as much followers. Then I started, like, I don't know if I had to, like, reach out to them. Like, so I went through my following list, and I was like, okay, this person might need it. This person, like, just, list, like, looking at their previous, like, stories and whatnot. So, so then I actually, like invested in getting your followers yeah. for this. Like, you weren't just trying to get random people. You exactly, were exactly. trying to cater and to... And there's like, a whole like, lot of things where you can, like, buy followers and all this other stuff. But I don't want people yeah. liking myself that can't relate or... You wanted it to be genuine. Uh-huh. Because yeah. I like when I get DMs saying, like, oh, I agree with this or... Oh, yeah. Like, Those I feel nice. yeah. your, your post helped me not send uh, this risky test me- text message. <laughs> Somebody told me that. And then I was like, okay, because I sent the text message. <laughs> I already sent it for you. But. Yeah, we all send these risky text messages out here. We can have some help to not do it. Right. That'd be great. <laughs> but um, that's cool. But I'm sure... Let's take it back a bit. hmm So... We aren't the same people that we were, say, five, ten years ago. Mm-mm. But I feel like we do have, like, there's, like, underlying themes of our personality, of who we are. That That's evolve. time when you get older. Right. They, they evolve with us, and they, they you know, they're, they're expressed differently as we grow and get older, like you said. Right. What, is there anything, going as far back as you can remember, to where you can recognize these traits in you now, back then, even on smaller levels? Where, because you seem very open as far as t- with yourself and who you are and accepting yourself and just being in tune mm-hmm. with yourself and all that stuff. Was that something that you've always felt you've been, or do you feel like there was a defining moment where that may have? I don't think happened? I've always been in tune with myself, and I think that was the part that like had like led me into like uh, anxiety and depression because I didn't know oh. like what I was going through. Okay. Said, but I've always been like an empathetic person. Like even when I was little, my brother would get in trouble. I'm over here crying for my brother getting in trouble. My mom was like, "Why are you crying? Like you know?" Right. What I was just like, "I don't know. I just feel what other people feel." And at that point, it was very raw back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then I really like I, I was a super emotional like kid. Like growing up, I get a, a B on a test, I'm crying. Like I felt like I just had to be perfect, doing mm-hmm. everything. And I don't. I think now that I look at it, I think that, like, stems from, like, insecurities. Like, I think I got to do this perfect, like, to compensate for whatever else I might lack or whatever. Yeah. But I, as I got older, like, as I got older, I, like, 
realize that trait, like how I'm an empathetic person, I'm able to understand like what other people feel, even if I'm not in their shoes. And I think that's like um, came with me as I grew older. Like mm-hmm. now, people like will vent to me, or like I'll send them inspirational text, or. One of my best friends would text me and was like, um, can you just help me like with anxiety? Like I just need like a holistic healing method or whatever like that. And I just felt like I feel like that's my calling and purpose, but I haven't figured out how I want to like go about it in the future. But I just know. I've always been like that soft people call it soft. Soft person. Like yeah. I'm super emotional. You could cry in front of me, I'm gonna cry too. <laughs> that, that's how I am. I'm gonna cry too. And I just feel like I don't know. The world needs people like that because in a world that's so busy judging and, like, trying to tell people what they're... Like, trying not to sympathize with with what other other people are going through. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. People... I feel like we put a lot of expectations on people that are just unrealistic. Like, we Uh put our idealistic expectations on people. Yeah. But not even... Not even considering the fact that we don't even live up to those expectations that we put on other people. Just like oh, the... That, um, that leads me into, like, what just happened with Aisha Curry. Aisha Curry, right? Right. I feel like people are showing no sympathy. Like, they're not even taking the time to understand, like, what she's going through. You'll see, like, posts and memes about it. And, like, every post is um, from a guy who can't have kids, so you don't know what a mother of three is going through. Right. Women who haven't been in relationships, long-term relationships, so you definitely don't know what she's going through. Oh, yeah. So, and, and then what she was saying, like, she wasn't even saying that she wants, like, she was saying that she, it, would, it would be nice to feel desired, because everybody wants to, to know that they still got it, and right. that's, like, that's a people thing, like, that's actually, like, American cultural thing. We right. want to be desired. We put likes on Instagram pictures because we want to be desired. We give, like, yeah. um, magazines, people. <laughs> That's me. Go ahead. We give, like, um, sexiest woman and man of the year because we want to be desired. So then when somebody says they want to be desired, I, it's, like, a big thing with memes and, like, jokes and stuff. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I feel like it's... It's really hypocritical of us mm-hmm. because, I mean, if if people, like, I said, it just goes back to people holding others up to a standard that they themselves aren't living up to. Right. Like, there is nobody out here that is living like that. Like, just realistically, exactly. there's nobody thinking like, oh, I only want to be attractive to my man. I call exactly. bullshit. Or I only want to be attractive to my woman. Even guys, for guys to go in on Aisha <laughs> as much as they have been, it's like, that's making like, me mad. Right. Like, okay, so you don't be getting edge ups and just be walking around. Right. You ain't doing yourself. that just for right. her. Because you, you, want, you right. want to feel like are you're you beautiful or fresh? handsome or, yeah. My thing is, are you only getting fresh to hang out with your, with your significant other? No. No. Nobody's you gonna doing take that. a picture, post it on Instagram, uh-huh. get likes, and when people comment on you, ain't gonna say, "Nah, it's just for I my know, wife." I know, and you could lie, but you felt good when you got them hard eyes in your DMs, oh, even if it's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, like you can lie if you want to. And people, I feel like people are just like I said, people are being weak. They're living in some type of fantasy world to where, you know, you're like, are you only, are you never attracted to anyone after you right. get married? Just no, because you love I, someone? I don't know what it is. That's the thing that social media does. They take everything as a joke when it's like... They take serious situations as a joke, too. That's probably why we're in the oh, yeah. current position we're and in. And you look at people. People are, like, struggling. People, like, fucking 
frothing at the mouth with anxiety and uh-huh. depression. No, every and all, all these people of, making the jokes are also suffering with anxiety and depression. But these are the same ones who think it's it's weak to say that they have anxiety, depression, they're caught up in or that and cycle. it's just getting worse at this point because they're you have nobody to help you. You don't even know what's going on with yourself. You won't even like self-diagnose mm-hmm. like what's happening. So really, and that. Once you don't deal with like what happens like with your mental, that leads to health problems. Absolutely. That leads to you're neglecting yeah. yourself. Exactly, you know, holistic healing, mind, body, and soul. It's your body. You yourself. can work out every day, but if your mind's not right, I promise you, I promise you, it's not. It's not gonna be beneficial. Absolutely, you know, I because I I deal with anxiety and depression both. And I think there's healthy ways to deal with it, and there's unhealthy ways to deal with it. And I think social media is, like, the center of the the most extreme opposites of that spectrum. Mm-hmm. To where you can get very good things, but you can also go down a hole that's just going right. to fuck you up. You, and you we can stay in feel great home. about yourself at one point, and then... And it's so easy to go from one to the uh, other. Yeah. Well, actually, it's so easy to go from the good to the negative. Because to, to go from the negative to the good, it's going to take a lot, which is weird mm-hmm. how it takes so much more effort to get out of depression than it does to fall into it. Oh, yeah. You know? But it's... We, we get caught up in these cycles to where when we fall into some type of depression or mood we find satisfaction or a little bit of ease and pleasure out of shitting on someone else. Exactly, and I and hate that, that. Yeah, it doesn't I... make us feel any better, like, long-term. Mm-hmm. Momentarily, you might get a good laugh out of it. People might put the hands up or the and smile emoji or whatever. And then cry yourself to sleep after that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you just cry with That's your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Motherfuckers ain't even got pillows out here. Niggas are out here sleeping with right. fucking jeans stuffed with shirts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me how I know. Oh, your sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, like I know the struggle. Y'all niggas ain't right. pulling Everybody nobody. Y'all just out here mad. Exactly. You, know? you could you could peep now that oh, yeah. I've like um, took my pride in like emotional intelligence and like figuring out why people are the way they are. Like you already know if like if somebody's like talking shit about another person. Like okay, you have some insecurities you're dealing with. Absolutely. Okay, you're making fun of her depression. You're in a worse state than she's in. Like, Absolutely. I, I know that from. That's why you can't even like. You got to, at that point, you got to be empathetic of that person who's trying to, like, joke with him. Like, oh, you're so lost. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I had somebody come at me recently just, like, in a weird way. They were subbing me mm-hmm. on uh, their Instagram story. And I just had to tell this person, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give you a pass because you're obviously going through some shit. <laughs> right. I said, I'm going to let you go. But I'm, right now, I'm just not fucking with you. Mm-hmm. And it's not a malicious thing. It's just me, like, I got to protect my own energy, too. Right. It's it's like you're like if you think about psychiatrists, mm-hmm. like I would assume that every psychiatrist knows that they themselves need a psychiatrist. Oh yeah. Because they spend their entire day internalizing with, everybody yeah, taking else everybody's else's bullshit, having to deal with somebody, having uh-huh. to see people repeat the same thing. And is anybody asking them about how right. do psychiatrists how do they, go to other psychiatrists? How do they decompress? Right. Right. So it's just like with with social media, we get so caught up into these things that it, it really does us more harm than it does good because we don't mm-hmm. know how to use it. Right. You know, I feel like the next generation will know how to use it a lot better because they'll see how fucked up we Do you use think it. so, though? I think so. Okay. I think because for us, it was a new technology. You know, we grew up learning how to use it. Yeah. But it wasn't already established when we grew up because we grew up with older forms of communication. Mm-hmm. But, and we're still figuring these things out. But I think that as the generations go on, these things will be established the parents that, you know, found their way out of it 
will have roadmaps for the children, what to do, what not to do. You know, they'll know how if to they better. Listen, though. Huh? If they listen, though, you know your parents tell you one thing. You're like, I'm going to see for myself before yeah. I listen to what you're saying. Yeah. I, I guess that might just be me holding mm-hmm. out hope. But, yeah. you know, it's it's a very dangerous thing. It's a mm-hmm. very dangerous, but it's also a very beautiful thing. Yeah. You get okay, how do you deal with, like, your depression and anxiety? Like, what are your coping this. This. <laughs> I talk to people. <laughs> I write music. Um, honestly, the best thing for me to do is to be around people. Wow, and, we're the opposite. Yeah. Well, not, not just random people. When I say people, the best thing for me when I'm depressed is to be around family. Mm-hmm. So my brothers... Um, they're the ones, yeah, they're, they're in here now, so it's kind of <laughs> weird talking about them. But truthfully, my brothers, um, outside of my dad, are the like the closest people to me. And then mm-hmm. my family, you, Kamal, Aziz, your mom, you know, y'all are the ones that I feel the most closest and the most myself with, I should say. Mm-hmm. And I, for me, when I'm depressed, my depression stems from me not feeling like myself or feeling like I'm not doing something that I passionate about doing that I know yeah. I could and should be doing. I can definitely tell you passionate about this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Super. But so when I'm when <laughs> I'm around my brothers, like I don't have the opportunity to be depressed because we're always having fun, joking. joking. Like the joking helps, you know. Oh yeah, that joking helps me. So it I does. Because you don't take yourself so seriously. You don't uh-huh. take life so seriously. You're right, and then I start to... joking too much, and Yusuf is like, you must be tired. No, I'm not. I'm happy. I'm high on life. Right, I'm enjoying this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the beautiful part of it. Like, to, I, feel my, I find myself fortunate because mm-hmm. I know what can help out my depression. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know what can help them through those episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where things get bad, and that's where things get scary because people. Or some people don't even know that they're depressed, like. And they just act out. Yeah, they just think like they're sad, like momentarily, like no, it can be like a real like chemical imbalance, like. Oh yeah. You don't know exactly what it is, but it's crazy that you, like, need to be around people when you're depressed. When I'm depressed, I feel like I have to seclude myself, like get right with myself before like I go like displace my anger amongst other people well that's a big reason i feel that because uh-huh. that's a big reason why i stopped going to the mosque a couple years ago mm-hmm. because i was already i felt like i was so fucked up and i love the mosque and the brothers so much and the sisters so much i didn't want my what i was going through to like poison yeah. their energy and their you want to give them the energy that they deserve like reciprocate right. what you're getting but if i'm alone and i'm just going to be honest with you don't look at your cousin any differently if i'm alone and i'm depressed 90% of my day is watching porn. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that's, that's an over-exaggeration, of course. But I'm not going to be doing shit. Do yoga. Pro- I'm not going to be doing shit productive. I'm depressed. I'm not stretching. Do yoga. The fuck? I'm going to stretch this. now anyway. Oh, God. <laughs> but, yoga. That's what helps me. I'm telling you. But see, that's different for men and women. Yeah. See, women, y'all find... Naturally, I feel like women are more creative than men, especially when it comes to... And their coping mechanisms and just everything, but especially in coping mechanisms. Because y'all deal with so much, you have to find coping Mm -hmm. mechanisms. Y'all deal with... Because I, like I always think, I feel like women are the one who, like, uh, maintain emotional relationships. So you have to make sure everybody else is straight, like the kids, Mm -hmm. husband, boyfriend, And you have to know how to troubleshoot when things go wrong. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I feel like we have to find, like, so many different outlets to get right with ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's why I, like, I do yoga. I meditate. People think I'm so weird for meditating. When I mean, you're depressed? 
no, this is like a, a regular thing oh, now. Okay. Like I, I was in my car driving over here, like meditating. So what do you do when you're depressed? When I'm depressed, lately I haven't been in that state. Like once I, yeah, once I started yoga and meditation, and like I've always been working out and writing. Like I haven't, I can't say like when my last like depressed. So your whole thing phase. is more preventative. Yeah. Than it is yeah, but in the beginning, it was getting myself out of it. Now yeah. it's keeping myself out of it. So, okay. and all those things, and I don't want to stop doing it because then yeah. I'll be like, here I am again. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good because you know the rational mind would say if you feel better doing this, then you should keep doing this. But mm-hmm. if it's broke, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Right. But a lot of times the mind is irrational, especially for for men. I'm speaking from my own experience. Yeah. For me, when I'm depressed. Like, all the unhealthy things, I'm doing it. You know, um, like I said, there's porn, there's junk food. That's so crazy. There's so there's crazy. weed. Like, I enjoy smoking weed, but when I'm depressed, I'm smoking way too much weed. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's it's just weird. It's hard. Um, but. Do you think guys make it... They feel weak when if they say they're depressed or say they like have anxiety. Do you think that makes them feel weak? Honestly, yeah. Guys, our culture, um, we deal with a lot of expectations as men to be strong and to be like impenetrable and vulnerable. But where, yeah, that's like a cultural thing, though. Like society pr- produced that. But that's not just this. Is that's not just this society. That's every society oh, has been like that. Yeah, for I the know, most yeah. part, every society has been like that. And yeah. and I think that stems. You know, I don't like using the word toxic masculinity because mm-hmm. I feel like there's toxic. a lot of BS attached that to that. But it is a corrupt way of thinking that stems out of something that's natural, which is mm-hmm. our nature as men is to be. Um, you know, we're naturally built stronger physically. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in our nature to, to to have higher levels of testosterone, which which causes us to be more um, aggressive and more um, willing to face, you know, opposition, you know, mm-hmm. and challenges and stuff like that. And so that's natural. And I feel like our cultures have, um, and just it's just become corrupted. Yeah. You know, in, in, in a way to where... You know, from and I feel like the corruption starts from up high and trickles down below to where you have like these big figures um, that that young boys and little men look up to mm-hmm. that are strong. You know, the the warrior who doesn't take anything, who commands yeah. and demands you know your respect. And the part and the little kid watching him is like, okay, right. I'm gonna act like this. Right, I want that. I can't like he's like this. I can't be weak because he can't exactly. be suffering from depression. But right, so they see they see this person, they make them perfect in their eyes yeah and so if that person's perfect i want to be as close to that as possible and so we don't necessarily and we don't even go through what they go through Mm -hmm. to understand how they became who they are but we create the story of who they are in our minds and we follow that story and that story becomes corrupted over time Mm -hmm. to where you know i want to be the great leader i want to be the the fearless leader i want to be the leader that everyone is afraid of and respects and all that stuff what about do you think like black men have a harder time than like any other oh yeah because we have that we have that but we also have the need to try and prove ourselves everywhere we go exactly and so that demand respect everywhere you go because you felt like you haven't had it Oh yeah, 
throughout history. It's not even necessarily demanding respect. Mm -hmm. It's more so demanding that you don't be disrespected. Yeah. Because you feel like everyone's against you. And in a lot of cases, that may be the the case. But even if it's subtly, Mm -hmm. you know, something comes up missing, who's the first person they're looking at? You target on your back. Oh, I don't even have dark skin, but when I was around my Mexican friends growing up, they know I'm black. Something comes missing. I'm the first person they ask. Oh yeah, you're tall. Tall black men are the oh, yeah. the target for sure. Oh yeah, and so you know you you have this as a black man. There's this like innate feeling of you're already a, you're already swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. The sh- the shit's already not in your favor. Yeah, you so know. you're like walking on eggshells, so you can't. Right, and really so you have express. to try and one, you have to try and balance the fact that your environment doesn't give a fuck about you. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to balance the fact that you're a human being with real emotions, and but you can't I react how you want to react. Everybody's like missing that human being part of it. Oh yeah, you're a human being. You have emotion. Things affect you. Mm-hmm. But then you can't react. You can't express yourself in any way that makes sense to you. That gives you any type of closure, or you're seen as the bad guy, the animal, the thug, the this, the that. Exactly. Like, so you have that coupled with the the way society already sees you. It fucks up your head. It fu- that's that's a that's like a con- a perfect concussion for mental illness. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're in a fucking cage mentally. You right. Can't... Black men have everything thrown at them. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't suffer PTSD from all the stuff they've Absolutely. been through and are getting no help out of it like there's there's no reason why they would be okay That's- absolutely and then you have this whole you know now you have this wave and we take it back to the toxic masculinity thing mm-hmm. to where now you know that stems from i'm sure white to- white male masculinity like i'm sure that's where that stems from the issue of it stems mm-hmm. from but now that spreads to everything to where just being a man and expressing yourself and expressing your masculinity you don't have to be being disrespectful Right. But expressing yourself as who you are now is taken as a slight against somebody else. Right. So now you're getting attacked on another front. And it's it's just it's not good because right. one, you want people to be able to express themselves, but then when they do when they do, you call it toxic and now you're not only are you calling it toxic, but you're attacking them. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's taken. Yeah, exactly. And then they feel they have to they have to defend themselves and Exactly. And it just goes down the line like when a black man's mental is not right. He doesn't know how to, like, deal with it mm-hmm. internally. And he can't, like, figure out, like, the right words to say or if he even can speak about it because it's going to make him, like, be perceived as weak. Then that trickles down to, like, relationships with women. And Absolutely. then, like, fatherhood. And then now we're all... Then we're reproducing the cycle at this point. So Absolutely. And it's this, I feel like it's the same, if not worse, for black women. Mm-hmm. Because you... You know, black men, I feel like we get the brunt of it. We get the outright stuff. But -hmm. black women, you get everything else. And also, you have to, you know, you're tasked with cleaning up after us, black men, and caring for us. It's like if a white man has a cold, a black man has cancer, and a black woman has pneumonia. That's that's how, that's that's basically the dynamic. Like, what's okay to you is bad for him, terrible for her. Right. And so, you know, it's, and it's, you know, it's destroyed our communities, you Mm -hmm. know. And, you know, mental health is so, to even talk about it, so taboo. Yeah. Where we come from. Right. Because it's like you're being weak. 
you know. And then we expect so much of black women, and but don't and black men, but don't really care to look at root causes of things. Right, you everything see, has an origin. Absolutely. Everything comes from somewhere. Whatever you can look exists at. in a vacuum. Exactly, exactly. Everything, like the way somebody talks, the way somebody acts, walks, everything, like it, it stems from somewhere. That's why I really like push like self care, and all like my page is all about like self care and healing and like getting right internally. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like my page helps people like do it themselves. You know, like because sometimes like they say go to a therapist, but sometimes it's hard to find a therapist who could relate. Like, am I gonna find mm-hmm. a black woman who understands like what I'm saying? Like, sometimes it's what you need. Like, yeah. a black man is an, another black man who came from Compton who like yeah. you need to. I want you to be in my exact situation because I don't want to take advice from somebody who hasn't been where I've been or going where I'm headed. And then sometimes there's just even that anxiety about even going to see a therapist. Uh-huh. There's exactly. a lot of anxiety that might stop people from even getting to that point. And then you have to pay for it. And then yeah. It, if you're already having um, a financial trouble, there's a lot of effort that goes into <laughs> and you try, try to, take to go care get yourself. help from a therapist. I'm like, well, dang, like I don't even have the money. That's why I mean, that's um, contributing to my depression. So mm-hmm. I need to. And it's, I feel like this all stems from ultimately a lack of information, mm-hmm. a lack of knowledge. Um, you know, we the way we grew up, we always heard about knowledge itself, but I think a knowledge in general of just your resources, what's available to you, this, the way the system works. If we knew the way things work, because there were ways out it there to get... It wasn't built for us, so that's it wasn't. why we wouldn't it, It's not. Yeah. It, it, not only was it not built for us, but it was built so we wouldn't know. Exactly. You know? Exactly. But there are ways and avenues to where you can get assistance, but it's, no one talks about it. It's mm-hmm. all hush-hush. Oh, yeah. Because, but I've noticed... Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead. But I noticed, like, you'll go to, like, say... Um, hood the hood and you won't see any yoga studios you mm-hmm. won't see any like healthy food options but you go to Beverly Hills and all over there they have yoga studios on every all corner they it. know how to care for themselves they know how to get right yeah, mentally absolutely. they want us to stand around kill each other sell drugs mm-hmm. end up in jail and then wonder why like oh yeah they know what they're doing and I think the moment you and by take... they everybody knows who they yeah, the they. <laughs> the they. And, but the they moment, don't want to see his wings. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, once you take away someone's humanity mm-hmm. from your frame of thinking of them, then it makes it easy for you to disregard them. Yeah. To allow them to, to live so terribly when right next door you're living very good life. Right. You know, and I don't understand, you know, that's, and this is one of my big hang-ups about religion because I feel like everyone is so hypocritical in mm-hmm. religion. You know, Everyone is so hypocritical to me because it's like, especially those that are super well-off, you know, there's so much that we can be doing. It makes no sense that we have as many homeless people in America. Right. You know, it makes no sense to me that a lot of those homeless people are homeless due to the fact that they have some type of mental yeah. illness. Yeah. That wasn't addressed and they and didn't I was, have like, the talking about that like help. some people are homeless but like they have homes, like they yeah. have families, but like they're just not right mentally like mm-hmm. and they like stay away from those families and I, that's the saddest part about it. Like these people are homeless with homes. Like they yeah. have family and outlets. But mentally to. they're checked out and they exactly. they feel like they can't go anywhere. Right. You know. And we've 
you know, we've come into contact with these people, and I've, you know, I've talked to my my um, fair share. This sounds weird saying that, but I've mm-hmm. I've talked to quite a few homeless people here and there. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I realize when I'm talking to them, I don't know what they're doing before I talk to them or after I talk to them. But the one thing I realize when I talk to them is that these are people. These are people with feelings. These are people with dreams, hopes, even on, even on the lowest levels. Mm-hmm. They have some type of hope. Like, man, I'm just hoping I could get something to eat or yeah. I just want someone to talk to. Some, mm-hmm. some of them just want somebody to talk to. Yep. You know? And, but we forget about these people. And, because they're not being heard. That's why. Oh, yeah. They become ghosts. Oh, yeah. That contributes to ghosts. mental health. If, if you can express yourself. This used to make me so mad when I was younger. Like, I can never express myself without crying because... Mm-hmm. Whenever I try to say something, like, somebody would overpower me or I felt like I'm not being heard. And at that point, I'm like, F this. Like, I'm not about to say nothing. Not I'm just going to cry at this right. point. No. And that contributes, like, to depression and mental health. And people don't understand that. That's why for understanding, is like, mm-hmm. okay, this is what I'm saying. Please yeah. understand it. I love like, that. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah. Because just try to imagine, as a human being, you live your life and everyone that walks by you doesn't see you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't acknowledge that you're there. As a matter of fact, goes out of their way to ignore you. What do you think that does to people? It tears them up inside. Absolutely. All of life is about interactions. The the way you interact with people, you have no sense of self without interacting with other people. Like, who's to say you're a peaceful, nice, like genuine person? Other people like project that description on you. Like, you can't. There's no sense of self without your interaction with other people. Absolutely. I mean, you can, if you want to take it to, like, some deep levels, <laughs> even the cells in your body. Yeah, everything is interactions. Interactions are the way things work together. Like, that's, relationships are the way things work together. That's how I, life happens. I had somebody tell me, like, a friend of mine, he said women think they're more mature because they're more mature in relationships. I said all of life is about the relationships you keep, the way you interact mm-hmm. with others, the connections you make, whether it's in the workplace or with your family or friends. Or you wouldn't a, even be here if it wasn't for the relationship with the sperm Exactly. The so I, at first I took it out like an insult. I'm like, no, we're really more mature. Then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, that's a compliment. You're proving me right right now. Yeah. I am more mature in relationships. Absolutely. But that's one thing I realized. When we talk about relationships... I feel like women have a different understanding of relationships than men do. Because mm-hmm. when men talk about relationships, I feel the only thing we think of is an intimate relationship with another woman mm-hmm. or man or whoever you're into. Um, but when women talk about relationships, I feel like you you also, you also mean your intimate relationships, but you also mean your relationships in general mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. And we don't see our interactions with other people as relationships, like my relationship with my brother. Yeah, exactly. You know, my relationship with... My father, because when some when you put that word relationship on it, right, you like, already, you automatically think two people like intimate, right. But also, I think it forces you to think about some type of responsibility commitment. to that person, yeah. right? Commitment. And so, when you think about that, you also have to think about how you're treating that person, how they treat you, how you make them feel, how they make you feel. And oh, I think it's we don't a lot. we don't think that's about a lot. that. Yeah. How, what's my relationship like with my boss? Right? Mm-hmm. What's my relationship like with my coworkers or with the lady at the grocery store? Mm-hmm. We don't think about how we interact with these people and how these are all relationships and how we relate. And it's also a big contributor, probably the biggest contributor to the quality of our life. Yeah. How we interact with other people. How and we the people we're people. interacting with. Because mm-hmm. that, that, we have a choice a in that as well. Yeah. yeah. We have a choice in that. <laughs> that 
that plays a huge part. The people you're influenced by, mm -hmm. the people, like, I think for me, like, the most meaningful thing is, like, the friendships I have right now, because yeah. I feel like we're all on the same path, like, same frequency, not in the same path, there's multiple paths to, like, the, right. the, the same goal, which is success, and that's defined differently for everybody, but... I feel like we're all on the same frequency. Like, we all love the same, feel the same. Uh, and, and I think that that plays a big part in, like, somebody's, like, personal well-being and, like, mental Absolutely. health, the, the, the company you keep. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. You have to surround yourself with those types of people. Mm -hmm. You know, it's super important. And don't be afraid to drop the people who even, like, disturb your peace a little bit. That little itch, like, Let that little go. itch, you know, that little itch, like, oh, why is, why is this person acting like that? I, I, it's a sign. Let I'm telling you, it's a sign. <laughs> That's a red flag. I used to miss every red flag until. We all do. Yep. We're until not, you get, like, in a, right? in, like, a enlightened state. You're like, oh, that was a red flag. The red flag was, like, real um, subtle before. Now it's like, it slapped me in the face. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. You got to pay attention to those red flags. And the thing about it is, it doesn't have to be a terrible thing to let someone go. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to You can fall still out. be cordial. Yeah, you can still right. see the person, like, have a good time. I'm just, I'm not focused on, like, cultivating that, like, tight bond with you anymore. Like, oh, I'm yeah. cool with everybody. I have no enemies, like, whatsoever. Yeah, and here's the thing. If you tell someone, like, you know what? I'm just, I don't think this is healthy for me and it's not working out for me. I, I don't think I want to talk with you. For, mm -hmm. for, you know, whatever time frame or forever, whatever. The way they react will let you know if you should be talking with them anyway. Right. <laughs> like, well, fuck you then. I They're know. Like, you, oh, see a, okay. you see the three dots typing. Right. Like, like, all right, you proved uh, my point. I know. Yeah, they said those been up for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> you about to get a huge ass. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's just... But that's better. That's good that you, like, I used to not be able to, like, address stuff. If I feel somebody's, like, toxic to me, like, I, I don't give you an explanation. Like, okay. I'll just cut the person off. And then, like, because my thought process okay. is, like, you can retrace your steps and figure out, like, what was the straw that broke the camel's back. I, I feel like you know. A lot of people are ignorant. I know. I'm discovering right. that now. Like, now I'm way more vocal. I tell people, like, what I want up front, like, when I was when I was bothered and what bothered me. And I think that's a part of growing, too, because I, I was real immature about that. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm a ghost, too. You can't expect people to know things. Right. <laughs> you have to I'm know. a ghost, Because my, my mindset was like, retrace your steps, you know? Right. Go through the text message thread. When you said that, that made me mad. Right. <laughs> this is when I switched up on you, so. And I discovered that that wasn't a thing. So I had to start explaining myself. I actually started apologizing for, like, like not explaining myself, like I should right, have said. I'm sorry, I wasn't yeah, clear. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't clear. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> right, and I think that's good. When you when you're able to get, be at a point in your life where you can just speak your mind and be okay with how people react, mm -hmm. it's like you know what, this isn't working for me. I have to let it go. No matter right. how they react, you just be like, okay, okay. You have to. Yeah, yeah you have. To. <laughs> You have to be able to let people go. And my my philosophy on it is also that, you know, if, unless they do something completely unforgivable to you, you also have to be willing to let people come back into your lives if they decide uh -huh. to change whatever it was that made it not work. Mm -hmm. You know, to where it's almost like um, the process of atonement, you know. You mm -hmm. have to speak your mind, speak your truth, you know, and, you know, you apologize for your part in it or whatever and acknowledge where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And then if things, if they decide to take it upon themselves to do the same, you know, allow them to 
to forgive themselves and also allow yourself to forgive them. And it's not saying that things are going to be the same moving forward, but it's say, you know what, I forgive you. Yeah. We can talk. It won't be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, don't expect our relationship to be the same. And even in the cases where forgiveness is not a thing, you can't be bothered by the other person, like, not, like, clicking or understood, like, right, or, like, not ev- never apologizing or anything like that. You can't be bothered by that because everybody, like, reaches, like, different maturity levels at different stages in their yeah, life. So right, what I absolutely. learned at, say, 20, somebody might learn at 45. Right. So right. you can't, like, put a, a time stamp on it. And I think, like, in our, um, like, generation, like, time is compressed because we see a lot of movies, like, you get, like, movies like The Notebook and stuff where you see them when they're young, then in two hours you saw, like, their whole lifespan to when they're old, and they right. fix this and fix that. And, and then you... It plays two, the whole trick right, on your mind. Right, and then two yeah. hours in your life, I'm like, this person still ain't apologized? Like, right. this, like... They're, like, no, this they're 80 in the movie. They're, like, right. 80 in the movie. You're still 20. You're still... Yeah. <laughs> but see, and I, that's why I feel like this social media craze is so... It has such a impact that can be so negative on our mm-hmm. perception of the way time and life actually that works. works. That's for success, too. People think they have to put a time stamp on, like, when they accomplish right. this stuff. People, but people, you, you when you see the success stories, you hear, you just see the success. You see, oh, this is how I was, and this is how I am. Right, they're putting it in a simple format. Right. They took their whole time to tell the whole story. If you If it was, like, a, lo- a longitudinal study... Like, of them, like, throughout their lifetime. Like, that would take how right. long they took. But then, no, they're going to put in a nice little abstract for right. you. I could compress right. the last 10 years of my life oh, yeah. into 10 pages for you. <laughs> 10 years from now, wait for my abstract. It's right. Like, <laughs> it's always... You're like, oh, I can do it. Right. But wait but no, 10 years. You, wait. Have to live, you have to live that shit. <laughs> exactly. People don't understand different. that. But that's that's social media for you. And people think they only can... You only broadcast your success on yeah. social media. So people see the highlights and judge their entire uh-huh. lives off of that. Or, like, I'll even look at people, and they'll be, like, 28, married with two kids. I'm like, oh, I want this. I, I'm guilty of this. Like, oh, I want oh, this. We all are. I, <laughs> I want one. this. And then I'm thinking, like, why well, I don't have this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, this person What's is 10 years, 10 years older than me. This person is 20 years older than me. This person went through college, med school, all this mm-hmm. other stuff, trials and tribulations. And, like, but you want it now because you see it now. And it's oh, like, yeah. yeah. And then I also it's look tricky. at even people your own age that just may be in different positions than you. Uh-huh. I feel like it's important to look and understand that everything happens at your pace. Mm-hmm. You can't be expected to go at the pace someone your, one of your peers is going. Right. One of my closest friends has his master's degree already. He was a teacher. Graduated from UCLA. Awesome dude. Shout out to Chris. He's an amazing dude. We give a shout-out? Yeah. Shout-out to Demaya, Nina, Ivy, <laughs> James. We'll, we'll get into that towards the end. But he, he um, he's my age. We graduated high school at the same time. Mm-hmm. He already has his master's. I have zero degrees. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's easy to look at that and go... And start feeling shitty about Right. What, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You know, but as soon as I saw him or knew that he was graduating with his master's, I didn't even know that he was in a master's program. <laughs> he hit me up and told me that he was having a celebration because he finished his master's. Jeez. And so when I found that out, I knew I could have had that mindset of, well, what's wrong with me? I was mm-hmm. like, fuck that. My friend got his thing. He he went at his own pace. He did what he wanted to do. He found out what that was. Mm-hmm. And he was fortunate enough to know what that was early on. And he did it. And I was just happy for him. Right. And instead of me looking at that and going, oh, well, 
you know, that, right. that comparison that you do, I, I looked at it and took it as inspiration. Like, you know what? I'm confident that my friend found his path. Right. I can find mine. It's just going to be at my own pace. Everybody has a purpose and a path. Like, some people... Oh, yes. Some people's journey is... Well, everybody's journey is in tune with their, their purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, so... You have to go through all this so that you could be what you needed to be in the end. Like, you needed all those trials and tribulations to be that motivational speaker, or you have no testimony to, to tell exactly. anybody. That's why people don't understand. Like, some people, like, okay, they were meant to be, like, say, a professional athlete. That was their, their path and purpose. Mm-hmm. They get there in, what, three years or so. Right. You were meant to be an author. You can't, your book has no content because you haven't lived anything right. yet. So you have to live the journey. I feel like people that are in those longer journeys or those journeys that take longer to get there, it's easy to give up mm-hmm. because you don't see it. Yeah. Because we're so focused on everybody else who's happened earlier for them. Exactly. They and have so all the things we want. we lose track of our own journey and what we're going through. And that's, it's sad. But it's also, it, it, it feels, honestly, <laughs> it fills me with anxiety because oh, yeah. <laughs> I think like, did I give up? Have I given up? Like, in your mind, you're telling yourself you have it, but you're like, but what if this is what everybody else thought who didn't do exactly. anything with themselves, you know? <laughs> you get so caught up, you're like, oh my God, am I just like everyone else who never did anything? Oh yeah, this or whole growing up process is, oof. It's scary as shit. Man. And it's scary, but it's also I can't wait for the testimony. I can't wait to sit down and do a podcast. Right. <laughs> But I made him like, I'm going to listen to this same podcast yeah, right? at that point. So it's, you know, it's scary as hell, but it's also, I feel like, a big part of what makes life worth living and interesting. Yeah. Because at the end of it, you're just like, how's this shit going to turn out? Right. You know, if we were all the going? same, it wouldn't be fun. Right. If Individualism you, makes this fun. We were all the same robots going, exactly going to work in our cubicle. Everything <laughs> is awesome. Right. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah. Every single day. But. Yeah, but. um, we, Jabril's trying to reach across. Go ahead, man. <laughs> Actually, here, I'll get it. All right, I'll take a quick break. It's all good, though. No. Yeah. It'd be just like the people in that Lego movie. I like this. This is what makes a podcast a podcast. You can have. Oh yeah, the stuff going. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's just like the Lego movie where everyone's in line and they have their their uh their designated radio station. Everyone wears the designated clothes. They go to their designated job and everybody knows what's going on and the same song plays every day. That's Everything no fun. is That's no. Fun. I go fucking insane. All the fun stories my mom's told me like about her childhood is doing like obnoxious, not on the yeah, not on the path the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Getting in trouble with stuff. Nobody wants to be like That's I feel like my mom I feel like your mom too. But you know, you know your mom better than I do. But my mom was a fucking rebel. Mm-hmm. She wasn't about <laughs> She's a fucking rebel. <laughs> you know, that's just who she was. She didn't care about the status quo and do what people expected you to do. Yeah. That's just how I am. And I get the disciplinary stuff from my dad too. I also don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, you know? Like I want my life to be in order, but I don't give a fuck about anything else around me. Yeah. I'm trying to get my shit together. And then even once I get my shit together, it's like, you know, somebody says, oh, you shouldn't be doing this. Well, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try it, too. <laughs> right. I want to see what happens. Because... Oh, yeah, Omar is infamous for that. 
just yeah, trying out shit that may not go right. Over I'm like, okay, shit. test it out first. Let me know. Omar is the guinea pig. Yeah, tell a tell a very. <laughs> I love love just making a room go dead silent <laughs> with my uh, inappropriate jokes, kiddo. Man, FYI, don't tell dead baby jokes in a room full of women. Don't. It gets. <laughs> it doesn't go over as well as you think it might. <laughs> and, it if, might. and if you thought it might, it might in the beginning. <laughs> Reevaluate. Yo, I don't know why I thought that. I didn't. You know what? I didn't read the room. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. I saw the three men sitting to crowd. the left of me. You got to know. Your crowd. <laughs> and then the eight women sitting to the right. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's not. It's not um. Well, let's just move on. Okay, yeah. let's go back into. Let's talk about like love and relationships. So okay. where are you? Not at? not not. Not personal stuff. Oh yeah, not personal. We're we're being real. Oh, okay. Level. About, okay, recently, Janae Aiko okay. released a song called Triggered. Have you listened to it? I told you I would, and I, I did I know. It. I think I gave you the homework to listen to I it. I didn't listen to it. And you didn't listen I to didn't it. I didn't listen to okay. it. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> please, see, you please, tell them to do one thing. Please tell me about okay, it. Okay, so basically her song. Did So they were together, right? Who? Her and Big Sean. Yeah, but I don't, she's not. I don't think it's about him. If it is, it's something that happened in the past. Like, but doesn't she mention his mention him by name? No, she doesn't mention him by name. She's just like um, telling the story of her experience. It could have been in any relationship, but she said it didn't happen um, like recently. It's new to us, old to her, basically. So with the song you is talking, like that's just like a lie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't dig that deep into people's lives. No okay, but why do people <laughs> think it's about Big Sean? Because I don't think I don't know if people think it's directly about him. What? Because it's who she's with currently, so maybe. Yeah, They're I feel like if you I feel like if you're singing about your ex, you wouldn't be in a relationship anymore. So it might yeah. be it might be about him. So she was basically saying it's called triggered, and she was basically saying it's her freestyling upset about, like, the things she went through. She doesn't say it's... She rapping or singing? Singing. But it's, like, the most graceful bullshit, like, talking, like, shit talking, like, possible. Like, she'll cussing it and all this other stuff, but it's basically saying, like, you don't know, like, what I'm capable of. Like, you did this. I want to retaliate, but, like, I'm going to chill out. No, I'm going to retaliate. No, I'm going to chill out again. Then in the end, it's like, okay, come back to me. Like, okay. okay. Like, it's like, F you. No, I want you again. Like, F you. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. a pretty accurate uh, description of just the human emotion. Uh-huh. When she went through, like, a whole shit. range of emotions like, in the fuck song. fuck you. I love you. I yeah. hate you. Why did you do this? Right. I love you. Please go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was, like, a that big thing, right. like, on Twitter and stuff. Like, a whole, like, if you're if you're a woman that ever been in love, then you you're know heartbreak. That. You could still, you can not go through a breakup and still be heartbroken in a relationship. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel that. Love and heartbreak just go hand in hand. Like I felt that way have... when they took away the McRib the first time. Oh, God. Just, I don't even eat pork like that, but it was just like, like that. Yeah. So, know. yeah, so everybody, every, like, woman on Twitter was like, I didn't even know I was still triggered. I'm mad again now. Oh, like, all this other stuff. And, like, dude's, like, so mad about it. It was like this one meme was like, oh, shit, here we go again. Like, with the little... <laughs> Honestly, and you might not like this opinion, but Janelle Aiko, I feel like, is a, an emotional terrorist for that song. <laughs> Just the way she got people all triggered to explode. I feel like she says what everybody feels. And, like... Oh, yeah. But she says, like, because we feel like, I want to express the way I feel, but I don't want to, like, attack the other person 
and but like, like make fuck you hurt yeah. me. Yeah, no, but she said it so nice. Like yeah. I feel like I can cuss if I say it like that. Yeah. She said motherfucker, like so nice, motherfucker. If you say it like that, I feel like I can cuss then. Yeah, there's definitely a way to go about doing it, but. I think it's important to have those type of songs, though. Mm-hmm. Because... You can't just be songs about love and happy relationships, because that's not reality. That's, yeah, that's... It's that's not, not always love. Like that. It's yeah. not. It's, all, it's ups well, it's always down. love. It's not always... Um, Joyful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not always pleasant. I know. What's the word? Yeah, it's not Joyful. always pleasant. Right. But, no, I feel it. I feel it. It's... Who's the artist for y'all that gives, like, those type of vibes? Love vibes? Yeah, like, relationship... Is there a guy artist that gives those type of vibes? A guy artist or artists that guys listen to? Artists that guys listen to. Because guys listen to female artists all the time. Me? Yeah. Um, okay, what's, what's your... You got someone, Jabril? Shit, Sade. Sade? Oh. Sade. Sade's uh, a classic. Sade. If you're talking about guys, guy artists, I would listen to, like, maybe Frank Ocean. Okay. Okay, he's yeah. good. Drake sometimes is with old Drake. Not this new Drake. New Drake is dope too. I'm talking about like as far as like relationship. Like okay. Oh, the, like in, in my feel like feelings, feelings Drake. Yeah. Old Drake, get your ass called up. Hey Yusuf, right. you got anybody? All that own it, pound oh cake, all that God. that whole vibe. Okay, whole wait. Whole <laughs> whatever, God damn. Yeah. I like I'm typing a message while I'm listening to like, this song. <laughs> For me, I'm gonna test this. Right. When it comes to like the love stuff, shit. Uh, Jill Scott. <laughs> Okay. Jill Scott touches me. Um, <laughs> Jill Nor- Scott touches me. She does. <laughs> she, <laughs> she doesn't, she doesn't she actually touch me. Touch me. <laughs> she, uh, yeah, but she gets to me. Um, Nora Jones. Love me some Nora Jones. And as far as male artists go, um, as far as that, like, emotional that gets me there. Sugar free. <laughs> Sugar free. <laughs> <laughs> sugar, sugar free definitely takes me somewhere, but not to the love, not to the loving place. Never love a house. Um, I would say honestly, Black Thought, because he has a couple of songs when with the roots that gets me like emotionally, um, and then even even a couple of Rock Him songs. Um, you know, it just depends on the song. I don't think there's a particular artist whose whole get down is like that for me. Mm-hmm. But there's just like certain songs. bodies of work, like certain right. Songs. There's certain songs out there. You said who you get? Who gets you emotional? Dmx. Dmx. Okay, you not trying to be serious. LMA. Who gets me emotional? You loves LMA close. Yeah, like when you in, in your emotional bag. Who's who's that for you? What do you mean? No, I'm taking No, no, I could have sworn my name. You for Mac Irons. Oh, damn. He, 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 okay. Uh, I mean, Yusuf was laying in my room playing about, a lot of Stevie Wonder. Are we talking <laughs> about, like, feelings? Like, as far as the Yeah, girls. emotions. Yeah, like, yeah. love. That make that inspires you to feel... Love? What's that? Love. Yeah. That What's that? The mushy You ever heard Can We by Fonte? I told you, Fonte. Can We? Can We by Fonte. That's a smooth song. It is. Yeah, it don't sound smooth the way you used to say it. I know. I'm going to have to listen to it later because that's not a little rough. I'm going to have to check that it out. It makes you want to cry. Like a man, it makes you want to like weep. But he, can, he like black thoughts, whereas his bars is like impeccable. <laughs> impeccable can, in unison. The man can just sing. Crumb. He can hold a note. That's yeah. what's up. I'm going to have to check that out. But, um... Yeah, that's cool. You know, we've been going for about an hour. Okay. That's good. We, okay, do you want to wrap it up? Or I have a, a final, um... Go for it. 
Yeah, let's wrap we're it up. wrap up. Okay. Because I want to get so, around this. <laughs> since we're talking about, like, mental health, depression, anxiety, love, all the other stuff, what are some self-care tips that you would give? I feel give? like I should ask you that. Okay, we're going to go back and forth, yeah. Okay, self-care tips. I that, thought it was a conversation. Yeah, it is a conversation. <laughs> um, self-care tips that I would give. Mm-hmm. Um, clean your room. Yep. Start yep. there. Clean Stop. your room. If you wake up to a dirty room, I promise you, you're gonna. Not only you're if you in a bad mood. A dirty, not only if you sleep. wake up to a dirty room, but if you go out throughout your day and you come home to a dirty room, you're just thinking about the room on the way home, like. Ugh. Yeah, and you don't want to go in that motherfucker. <laughs> Clean your rooms. I would say Even if it's there. like your bed, make up your bed before you get in it. Make I know bed. it sounds crazy, but make it up yeah. before you get in make it. If you your get bed, in, clean your room, take a shower, make sure your environment, your immediate environment, and your body is clean. Light a candle at all times possible. Light a candle. Get the aroma going. Make sure all your senses, <laughs> you know. Make sure when you're eating something, eat healthy. Eat something good. Even if you're going to have a cheat day, cool. But prep that cheat day with something good. There's nothing worse than having a dirty room, eating shitty. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't oh go to the gym God. that day. You, you a ho- Work suck. Yeah. You got your little... It was something on Twitter. Your belt buckle got caught on the door handle. Walking <laughs> yeah. on the bad day. <laughs> it only happened on your bad day. <laughs> yes. It's nothing worse. But it starts... I think it starts in the morning. Yep. Clean your room. And um, honestly, self-care tips... It's um. I would meditate. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't know any like uh, mantras or anything, just sit in a room quiet. You can and make just up your own. Be there by yourself. Mantras are easy to make up. Just like I was saying, but even if you don't do that, even mm-hmm. if that isn't attractive to you, just sit there and be there. And people you know? think meditating is like some weird like yogi pose, sitting like. But no, it's literally listening to music in silence. It's anything in silence when you're just in tune with your, with mm-hmm. your own thoughts. So. Be there. And I've had this feeling where I meditate to where you can almost, no, it's not almost, I can definitely feel the endorphins going off in my brain. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the shockwaves are being rushed through your head because you're, you're feeling these levels of just clarity and just peacefulness and oneness. Mm-hmm. So I would say... Make your bed because make your bed and clean your room because a clean room, a clean space, you feel that energy. You feel yep. that that lack of clutter. You feel that. And you also when you sit there by yourself, you give yourself a minute to breathe, to think, to, to not have any worries, to not have any responsibilities Silence on your Silence your phone, put it to the yeah. side. Don't even get on, don't even look at your phone first thing in the morning. Right. Put it somewhere else. Close your door. You know, if you have, even if there's stuff going on outside, just recognize everything as noise and find yourself in the center of everything. Mm-hmm. I look here. Like, when I have my eyes closed, I just, like, try to look up at my third mm-hmm. eye. And y'all, it, it, like, sounds weird, but once you do it, 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 it changes the whole experience. Yeah. What about you, though? Okay, self-care tips I would have. Healing crystals. I've been like playing with this in my hand the whole time. Next time you're on here, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah, healing crystals for sure. Yoga, and also what I just started doing. I don't know if people are familiar with like love languages, like taking love language tests. Okay. And it's like five different ones, like acts of service, um, quality time, gifts, and other things. But take the love language test, and instead of using those as like ways you want to be loved, like use those like for yourself. So. Okay. If mine was quality time and um, 
acts of service. So that means, no, quality times and words of affirmations. That means I need to wake up and, like, write the things down about myself that, like, I'm happy about today. That would be, like, my my um, words of affirmation. Or if it's quality time, I need to go to the movies by myself mm-hmm. or go, like, uh, out by myself, go to the beach one day. So, like, instead of using, like, those love languages that you um, took, like, that you got from the test on as ways of other people... Other people's um, ways to love you, use those to love yourself. And that's my biggest self-care tip. Sounds good. Sounds good to me. Well, all right, Jenna. I appreciate you coming in, being my first guinea pig. Thank you. My first podcast ever. Absolutely. First time being on camera for a long period of time. We'll see how this goes. Right. And um, we're going to have to figure out the camera situation. (laughs) to get them to go for longer than 11 minutes because they stop every 11 minutes. But we'll figure that out. Um, but in the meantime, we got the audio. I'm sure mm-hmm. we both sound great. Um, I, mean, I don't think it, anybody likes their voice when it plays back, but... No, you get used to it. <laughs> you sound pretty dope. You, you get you used to it. You sound pretty dope. I don't like my voice when I'm rapping played back to me. Really? But talking, no. you get used to it. You get used to it. Who don't like their voice? <laughs> All right, everybody. So thank you for listening. Jenna, thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. And one more time, can you give them your social media page? Yes, my poetry, prose, spiritual wellness, holistic healing page is for understanding, the number four, and then understanding. Follow. All right. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably already following me, but in case you're not, in case you stumbled upon this on iTunes, uh, first of all, go ahead and give five stars in the comment. (laughs) And... uh, Anything and everything helps. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Left Hand Living Legend. I don't think I'll be changing it soon, so that'll be there forever. And thank you for joining us. Yes. Thanks for um, listening to the whole podcast. If you guys made it to the end. If you made it to the end. There's gems in there, so and if you made it to the yeah, end, you won't even hear this. If you did yeah, you'll, you'll notice that I haven't said the name of the podcast because I was saving it for the end. No, I wasn't. I just forgot. To <laughs> um, thank you for listening. This has been Tell Me Who I Am with mm-hmm. Omar Miller. Y'all have a good one now. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me on that first episode. It's me again. Yes, you just heard my voice. But I wanted to thank everyone for joining us on that first episode, especially my cousin, my first guest. Follow her on Instagram at 4understanding. That's the number 4understanding. You can follow me at Left Hand Living Legend, and you can also give us five stars on iTunes. We really appreciate it. And go ahead and share this episode. Bye. Bye.